guys, welcome back to another week of Autastic, your comedian's guide to autism. I'm one of your hosts, Kirk Smith, and here are my co-hosts, as always. Graham K. Hello, everybody. How are you doing? I always do that. You can't respond, but you get it. Uh, I am in New York City in uh, the uh, in my joke lab, which is my bedroom. Ooh. And uh, you are over in L.A., aren't you, Kirk? I am. Uh, well, technically, I'm in Vancouver today, oh, but I'm right. on the West I forgot. Coast. We just talked, but it's hard for you to remember. I get that. Yeah, I wasn't paying attention. <laughs> uh, I'm cons- uh, there's a mirror in front of me, and I just keep looking into it, and I'm like, yeah. Why would I want to? Why we- would I want to pay attention to anything else? Um, <laughs> we just talked off the where, uh, off the air about uh, it's raining a lot out here, and uh, Graham's uh, transfixed, transfixed by that mirror. Mm. <laughs> in his defense, that jawline could cut glass. Man, I'd look good in rain. Uh, but anyway, uh, this is the comedian's guide to autism. Uh, we are two stand-up comedians. We both have autistic loved ones in our family. Kirk has a son with autism who is 19 years old on the severe end of the spectrum, and I have a brother with autism. I almost forgot what he was. Um, <laughs> is he my son? No, he's my brother. Uh, and he is 33, somewhere in the middle of the spectrum. He is cool as heck, though. Um, any any updates, any news, Kirk, on your end? Uh, we are doing a weekly call, which has turned into, uh, it's just, it's been a lot nicer than I anticipated it being it's just been he's starting to finally i feel like connect the dots a little bit and right. uh play with me a little bit on the phone or he'll look away or he'll try to hide from the phone or he'll do little so this is little games this is the same as um what you've been doing you said call but you mean like it's the same as you've been doing a uh like a, a daily facetime chat right for a while. Yeah, we do a, a video chat on, on one of the, the apps, sometimes FaceTime, something, sometimes something else. But uh, yeah, we do a little chat. Um, he's enjoying riding horses again. I, I posted a video of that. Uh, you can check out uh, if, you, if, you, if, you, if, you, if you're down. I post it on Facebook, but um, you can check it out on, uh, on Instagram, too. I'll post that today. He's doing good. He likes that horse and riding horses. He's riding bareback, too. Yikes. Whoa. I know, Whoa. what a man. We've got a regular Geronimo on our hands. <laughs> um, what a man. So so you're saying like when you talk to him, because um, your son is nonverbal for our new listeners, um, to just catch you guys up, is you're saying there's like even like newer developments in terms of his responsiveness since we last w- talked about it a couple weeks ago? or I, I just feel like it's a constant little drip, drip, drip of improved... I'm not sure at the beginning he caught that it was like interactive. I think he th- saw it was a video of me. Right. And oh, hey, look, it's like he's talking right to me kind of thing. Right. And and uh, as time's gone on, it's become clear that he clearly gets that uh that something's happening there that uh that, yeah, I'm talking to him and he'll Right. So there's a little a little more interaction. He's still nonverbal. Today he didn't want to say sometimes I'll prompt him to say a few things. He didn't want to say anything today. He just kind of I just kind of looked into the camera. You know, something else I was thinking about this week. What? I was in Moscow, Idaho, and uh, doing that, uh, those those autism events we're doing with the launch of that book, United in Autism, right, that I was, that right. I was, I was yeah, we should talk that about I was, that. I uh, was okay. part of, I wrote a chapter in that. Mm-hmm. And um, 
that that is, I believe, where that's University of Iowa, Iowa, Idaho, excuse me, where Temple Grandin's thing is. I was told, and so she's got an organization there. Did she go to college there? Is that where she did her her uh, masters or doctorate? Or what I don't mean? believe she went to college. I think that was Colorado. I don't remember. Somebody's googling this right yeah. now and thinks we're idiots. But uh, she, from what I was told, has an organization, a foundation out in Idaho, and this event was associated with that in some way. So that's what we did. Anyhow, I was talking to a lady afterwards and she was talking about her son having, um, you know, there's uh, different kinds of epilepsy and epilepsy is common in autism. And my son has, uh, I said, several grand malls. Grand malls yes. are the ones where like your eyes roll back and you fall down and you, and you shake violently on the floor. Um, but he, her son has um, um, micro seizures in your, in your mind, which is they can only measure it. You know, if your kid's nonverbal, there's no way to know that, but uh, they can measure that when they hook up the machines and see that, that your mind is, uh, your electricity is going bananas in there. I think that's a technical term. Yep. And so. That's what the doctor says. <laughs> and so you can't pay attention. So I feel like my son has suffered from that from years where he does this thing where he kind of glazes over and, you know, you would think like, oh, he's tuning out. But I think part of it could be related as her son had to this this uh these uh, little seizures these little mind seizures not the big grand mall ones but uh the little ones and so um i felt like sometimes on the phone he would do that where he kind of blanks out but uh lately he's been more engaged and looking and you know he's taking his anti-seizure medication Great. so that's good yeah i was gonna and, say uh, we, we haven't um we have not uh you haven't told us about any sort of seizures in, in a little while it's been at least six months right yeah, he hasn't had one for like almost a year. No, that's not true. Almost six months. Yeah, about yeah. I know your uh, I know about your son's months. medical history better than you do. That's not a good sign. <laughs> Time's running together. It's all yeah. time is an artificial construct. <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay. What a good excuse for yeah. somebody who's dumb. Yeah. Listen, uh, it's not me that doesn't understand anything. Time is an artificial construct. Yeah. Oh, okay, sure. Yeah. Also, I'm getting older, and I don't want to believe it. So it's just an artificial construct. <laughs> I have to wake up six times to pee. Uh, art, not so artificial, but whatever. <laughs> Urine is a very real construct. Real construct. Um, <laughs> what a great name for an album. Um, <laughs> for a comedy album. Yeah. Yeah, it, it didn't sell too well, but the name, boy, oh boy. <laughs> very good. Really struck a chord, so to speak. Yeah, yeah really struck. Uh, speaking of comedy albums, you've got uh, your taping tomorrow. Uh, not my comedy album taping, uh, but I. No, 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 no. Yeah, I am. Uh, I am performing uh, on Stephen on late on the late show with Stephen Colbert, formerly the Letterman Show, uh, at the Ed Sullivan's Theater in New York City. Um, but I don't know when it's going to air. What they do they do on that show is they don't do the comedians live to to tape on the show. They what they do is they. They tape a bunch of comedians all at once separately and then edit them in throughout the next couple weeks. So I don't know when my uh, my set's going to air or who my co-hosts are going to be. I was really looking to be uh, really looking forward to being on like the same show as like uh, as like uh, like Charlie Sheen or you know some and some animal. Deborah guy. Messi. Yeah, Deborah. <laughs> Me yes. Yeah. <laughs> we all, all our references are from like nineteen ninety nine. Uh, but yeah, I, I, know, I was messing you a little yeah, bit. Yeah, but it'd Sorry. be fun to be like, "Hey, Deb, um, <laughs> you done with your artichoke dip? You know, in the green room, I imagine." 
And uh, but anyway, so uh, but that's cool anyway. So it's going to be awesome. And then I also it's have. Be great. If you are in the New York area, I might as well plug this now. I am recording a comedy album um, on October 9th. There's two shows, seven and nine. Oh baby, uh, you can. Uh, there's a link uh, on my uh, Instagram right now, and there is a link on my Facebook page, um, Instagram K, and also just look up Graham K. Uh, comedian, and uh, you can get a link for 20% off tickets if you're in the New York area. Um, the promo code is Graham. So, yeah, if you want to come check out uh, one of my album recordings and laugh very hardly into uh, the nearest microphone, that'd be that'd be a big help. <laughs> um, I just have a visual of people facing the microphone, not the stage, yeah, and yeah. laughing it's off cue. The, uh, <laughs> the laughter is blowing out the... <laughs> it's all redlining. Um, yeah, so... So that's happening, you know. That's great. Yeah, things are that's things are in the mix. I'm I'm really happy with my album title. It's called. Uh, it's gonna be a lot of it's gonna be about my my breakup, a uh, couple that happened uh, a year and a half ago. It's called the album's gonna be called Girlfriend Material. So you know, pretty clever, double meaning there. Material, comedy material. You know. Oh boy, I'm so smart. Anyway, moving on. Um, Wait, what's the what's the second meaning? One of them's girlfriend material, like jokes, and the other one's oh, your girlfriend material. I'm with you now, boy. I'm dumb today. Yep. Uh, today, okay. Uh, but I did uh, air quotes just no, so. You okay, know. good. <laughs> yeah, you don't realize that it's uh, <laughs> an audio medium. Um, I love you, buddy. You're the best. Um, That's fine. Yeah, I'm fine. I'm very, I'm very happy. You're very it's, smart uh, in your own way. Matters. You're smarter than me in a lot of ways. That's definitely for, for sure. Uh, uh, that's not true, but uh, I'll take it. Take it, buddy. Um, this week I'm doing. Um, I'll do my plugs at the end. What, what do you want to do next? Do you want to do a little? Uh, do your plugs in now. We're plugging. People tune out at the end. Maybe they, they don't even okay, know you're coming. I'm, <laughs> I'm in Kamloops tomorrow Friday and uh, Kelowna with a K Sunday in, uh, in in Canada, and then uh, I've got another autism event next in week BC, in BC, BC, British Columbia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I know that it's di- I know it's like one big country and if I like, but it's like different. It's all weird for me as a Canadian. Like Americans, think of it this way: as a Canadian, it's like me when he goes, "I'm performing in Kamloops, Canada." It's like it's like me. It's like someone saying, "saying uh, I'm going to be in uh, Denver, America." It just makes sense. It, it sounds weird. Yeah, I'm going to be in Los Angeles, USA. Yeah. <laughs> Los <Yeah>. Angeles, America. <laughs> You're like, okay. <laughs> I'm performing in America. Where? Denver. Okay. Anyway, but I get it. Anyway, moving on. So that's awesome. Those are those are two beautiful places. You're gonna have a good time. I was in I was in uh, Moscow, Idaho, which is like made me think it's kind of funny. I've performed in all the big ones: Paris, Moscow, Stuttgart, <laughs> and by those I mean Paris, Texas, yes. Moscow, Idaho. <laughs> yeah, all the hotbeds of comedy. We you really <laughs> and and Stuttgart, Arkansas. Yeah. Stuttgart. <laughs> In uh, baseball parlance, we are we are both in uh, single A baseball, riding the bus, <laughs> <laughs> playing for the Chattanooga Mud Hens. <laughs> oh. yeah. I thought you were going to throw in a Brewster's Millions uh, reference there, mm. but uh, yeah, that would have been. Uh, let's do. Should we do it in the news? Let's. Uh, do you want to do it in the news? Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, sure. Let's do it. I don't know. Um, yeah, let's do it. we got two articles today, don't we? Yeah, yeah. I, I, the first one, let's do the, the, the technical one first. This is in Spectrum News, which we do like quite a bit these days. Uh, molecular master may stifle assembly of many autism proteins. This is uh, from September uh, 
Uh, we should have Jill read this one, but I'm going to do my best, guys. I'm going to do my best. Here we go. The protein, CPEB4, may serve as a master regulator, quote-unquote, of many of the hundreds of genes linked to autism, according to the new study. Autism typically stems from alterations to groups of those genes, and the new work shows that CPEB4 controls protein production from many of the genes, and that an altered version of it is usually abundant in the brains of people with autism. It's really appealing as a candidate to be orchestrating the wrong expression of many of the autism risk risk (laughs) genes. Sorry. Says lead investigator Jose Lucas. Ooh, I got that name. Research professor at the... Yeah, well, because you'll catch one in a minute. He's the research professor at the Centro de Biología Molecular Severo Ochoa in Madrid, Spain. (laughs) Madrid. Madrid. Specifically, CPEB4 controls when and where the messenger RNA, or mRNA, the intermediary between the genes and the proteins, is translated into protein. It shortens a tail quote-unquote, of the, of the molecules on the end of certain mRNA hampering the translation into protein. The translation is often ignored, sorry, the translation is an often ignored step in gene expression that is emerging as an important player in autism. This is just part of what we think is going to be a barrage of different kinds of studies that is going to really begin to make crystal clear that the understanding of gene regulation in the protein level is critical, said uh, Daniel Gershwind, a distinguished professor of neurology and psychiatry and human genetics at the University of California, Los Angeles, USA. What does he know? (laughs) Sounds underqualified, if you ask me. I I think it's interesting. I think it's... um, I think each one of these little articles is a little baby step of information that gleans a little bit more, and then yeah, we'll look back, and right. it'll all be pieced together. Totally. Did you understand any of that? I I, I mean, <laughs> I understood a little bit about the uh, the proteins. That there's this thing that like organizes the proteins and uh, the many hundreds of genes as that are associated with autism and. Yeah, that it's it's got a little issue when it does a little translation with the uh, the RNA, and so that shortening of the tail of the molecules and the certain ends of it, that is a problem. That's hampering the translation into proteins. So if it can't translate it, then you've got the disconnect. Well, and that's where you got the problem. Well, I'm I'm impressed you you broke it down. Very good. Um, <laughs> not impressed that you broke it down. That you know what I mean. Um, <laughs> you're great. Uh, but no, I mean like uh, here here's a bigger question. What is to, like any and you you know we don't know the answer but just what so this this is important it's important to learn causes and stuff like that but what is the end result once you know of something like this does it mean that we're going to um, stop pregnancies that that we can see this in or 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 how is it going to help us uh, treat the uh, person with autism you know what I mean in the future what. Yeah, yeah, well, I'd have to open with, uh, I'm not a scientist. Uh, <laughs> no, we're just two we guys. We are not scientists, just two guys. Yeah. But I think in theory, if uh, I, I don't understand exactly how gene therapy works, but uh, maybe that's because you it's new. You can change genes. Right. Yeah. And so I would assume that they could help with some of those genes, and then the, the one that's 
not sorting them correctly. Yeah. If you could get them to sort correctly, that would fix part of that issue, yeah. right? So basically what we're saying is in a, in about six months' time, they'll invent a, a, six a, months. a, a brain <laughs> laser gun, and they'll shoot... <laughs> Some, you shoot person with autism in the head with a laser, and then everything will be fine. Guys, you heard it here first. Yeah. Uh, the big reveal, Graham K., right before his uh, Colbert debut, yeah. said that there is going to be an autism brain laser. Gun. It's going to be a gun. gun. It's, more, and, it's more fun that And way. you can get it on, on eBay yeah. and so on Craigslist. So just keep an eye out for yeah. it. Just yeah, keep an eye months. out for that. I'm going to invent it. It's going to be pretty good. <laughs> Um, it's gonna come out of his joke den studio. I'm really it's trying to be balance um, between uh, uh, penis jokes and getting a Nobel Prize in neuroscience. So it's just a, well, it's a fine balance. <laughs> yeah. Well, one of them will make you girlfriend material, <laughs> and one of them will be jokes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we have another article. Uh, this one is sort of piggybacking off of. Uh, previous discussions we've had on this uh, about the differences in um, uh, finding autism in in uh, younger females as opposed to males and and what the difference is in the the way that we do that is and how we are growing um, how the uh, the medical world is growing in in trying to figure that out I did not explain that very well but the article will uh, <laughs> Kirk you want to take it away this is in The Guardian, which is uh, one of the, the big ones over in the UK, one of the smart ones. And uh, it says thousands of autistic a girls sheet, and if women. You will. <laughs> it is one of the broadsheets, mm -hmm. I think, right? Mm -hmm. Thousands of girls, sorry, thousands of autistic girls and women going undiagnosed due to gender bias. The number of girls and women in the condition in the UK may be vastly underestimated, the leading neuroscientist says. Hundreds of thousands of girls and women with the uh, with with the autism with autism are under you and I are both diagnosed to, today. I, I I you know it's it's uh I'm a little under the weather. Are I you? traveled four days in a row. Uh -huh. Yeah, and uh, I woke up with a weird neck thing, and I haven't had any coffee yet because uh yeah. Oh, buddy. So I'm a little. I'm doing my best. Well, I'm doing my best. You Let's, sound great. Well, that's all that matters, right? Yeah. Give me a, <laughs> you sound fine. Here we go. Franche uh, Professor Francesca Poppy, P, uh, sorry, H A P P E with an accent. Happy? Happy? I don't know. Uh, Director of Social Genetic Developmental Psychiatry Center at the King's College of London warned that the failure to recognize autism in girls and women was taking a stark toll on their mental health. We've overlooked autism in women and girls, and I think there's a real gender equality issue here. I think we're missing large numbers and misdiagnosing them. Until recently, autism without the intellectual impairments, sometimes called Asperger syndrome, was thought to predominantly affect boys and men in a ratio of 10 to every one woman. Hmm. However, there's growing evidence that the number of girls and women with a condition may be vastly underestimated. Recent, recent research, based on an active screening rather than a clinical or school records, found a ratio of 3 to 1. Happy, or happy, and others believe this could fall further, potentially to low as two to one, as diagnostic processes become better tailored to identify autism in girls and women. Due to the early assumptions about autism mostly affecting men, studies have often recruited male-only cohorts. Male participants huh. in brain imaging studies on autism outnumber female ones eight to one. And in the earlier research, the bias was even more pronounced. 
This means what we think we know about autism from research may actually be just about what we know about male autism, says Hape, who has recently received a half a million dollar half a million pound grant to investigate gender differences in autism spectrum disorders. More recent work suggests that there may be subtle differences in how autism in girls presents itself. Narrow special interests may superficially appear to be mainstream horses or boy bands, say, rather than electric pylons, although the nature of the interest would still be unusual in terms of persistent and narrows. So boys with autism might be interested in trains and girls with autism might be interested in horses boy or, 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 or boy bands and it still could mask the autism. I think that makes yeah. sense. Autistic girls and women tend to be more adept at making masking their autism they may pick a popular girl in their class or workplace study them and copy them oh these girls are so Mm. smart so smart the idea that autism could result in having an extreme male brain due to hormone differences was a dominant narrative about biology driving the condition although happy says that theory remains scientifically contentious and media media portrayals of autism such as the movie rayman have also made it exclusively male, so parents, teachers, and clinicians tend to be less inclined to consider autism as a likely explanation for girls and women struggling with social communication problems. Failure to diagnosis concerns because of these affected experiences and secondary mental health issues such as anxiety, depression, and self-harm. A small study last year found that 23% of women hospitalized for anorexia met the diagnosis criteria for autism. More work is needed to confirm the findings, which, based on 60 women, and to gauge whether the social and communication difficulties predated their eating disorders. I think it's very interesting. What do you think, Graham? It's a long article. I don't want to read the whole well, thing. Well, I think that it's amazing that how the patriarchy affects everything. It's just uh, it's just yeah. fascinating. I mean, these aren't bad. These aren't obviously people with a political agenda doing these studies. It's just uh, fascinating how the things work out like that, you know? You have to actively, you know, fight against these sort of things that are, that we're, for whatever reason, it's just everything is uh, male-centric. So, um, very interesting, and um, I'm glad that it, I'm glad that it's changing. I mean, we've talked about this, this with Jill, you know, ye- uh, over a year ago, years ago, about how uh, they, they just women young girls can mask it and people don't know to look for it it's 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 just yep. so fascinating and um yeah i uh i i don't know what else to say i'm i'm happy that things are changing and it'll be interesting to see because w- the the trickle down effect hopefully will reach your community wherever you're listening to this uh, sooner than later so you know your younger younger girls can get uh, the treatment they need as early on as possible yeah, send us your letters. We're, we'll do letters next episode. We're behind on that. Uh, but we're curious to see what you guys uh, think about this and what your personal anecdotal experience is as it relates to this. Um, yeah. I, I know we get letters about this a, a lot. And uh, Jill Horner, who is the uh, Hornick, who's the helped write that book that I was involved mm-hmm. in, her daughter has autism. And it's, it's a different perspective. You know, it's a very different uh, perspective. Yeah. So How so? How, how can you... Uh, you know, extrapolate on that? Well, she is grateful because she was like, well, I don't have to deal with the uh, the nudity as much. She feels like uh, it's not as much nudity from just, just anecdotal. Yeah. This isn't a study, but in her case, she's like, but then obviously she's got the, you know, the period issue to deal with when her daughter gets her period, which will be in a few years. 
that's going to be interesting for somebody if you know if you're barely potty trained and then you've got a period issue yeah. so you know to try to explain you're not dying this is something that happens to you every yeah. month and yeah so it's gonna it's gonna present its own challenges interesting that so. i mean it's obvious it seems almost predictable when and obvious looking looking back on it that but it is interesting that men or boys are <laughs> nudity is more of a problem I know that's a <laughs> might have less to do with uh, autism and more to do with hormones. Yeah, jeez. Yeah. yeah, I remember Peter. Uh, one of Peter's best friends growing up, uh, he would uh, he would like to pleasure himself on the city bus. And uh, nice, yeah. I remember yeah. this. Yeah. Luckily, Peter Peter's always had a good amount of shame, you know, <laughs> which is good. A good amount Somehow of shame. Somehow sort of uh, so waspy, uh, waspy Protestantism from the my, my dad's Scottish side seeped through the autism and uh, shamed him <laughs> adequately about sexuality. So, yeah. But uh, he's uh, Peter's Peter's pretty good with that kind of stuff, luckily, and I don't know. But yeah, so. Uh, that's another episode. Did we do it? We did it, guys. Take a second to, to review us on iTunes. We really appreciate those uh, those reviews. If you haven't done it, we would really appreciate it. We know we have thousands of listeners and uh, 200 reviews. So there's a lot of you out there that could review us, and we would appreciate it if you yeah, would. We're growing. Uh, it's it's uh, you know partly why we still do this, because we're reaching more people, and we're still growing in listenership. Um, it, it's always amazing to me uh, when I bump into people on the street or after shows who are listeners of the show. Uh, you know, just the other week I bumped into somebody at a bar. It was, you know, they're like, are you Graham K? It was crazy. So uh, thank you for listening. Tell your friends. Uh, like Kirk said, leave a review. Um, also, um, if uh, you could uh, donate on patreon.com slash autastic. P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash Autastic. You could donate uh, a buck a show. Give it, you know, a buck a show. Do it, please, right now. You know, go on the old uh, internet right there. P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash Autastic. Patreon dot com slash Autastic. You know, and uh, you can uh, write it off on taxes, uh, probably. I don't know. Don't. No, you can't. can't. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm lying to you. I'm lying to you right now. Uh, but ignore it. Don't listen to Graham. It is not tax deductible. <laughs> Quiet, Kirk. Um, what do you know? Kirk doesn't know anything, guys. Um, oh, that reminds me. I should give you an update. The uh, Sebastian's house in Ecuador is almost done. We did the walls. We did the windows. We did the doors. We are down to the last bit of doing the bathrooms and painting. Yeah, you can see the videos on my Instagram uh, Kirk Smith comedy of Sebastian South, the boy with autism in Ecuador who also has MS and uh, epilepsy, who your August donations helped pay for a little part of that. We appreciate that, guys. Yeah. Thank you so much for being involved. Yes, in it's a charitable, it's a charitable donation that you cannot write off. So it's the ultimate charity because <laughs> you're doing it just for the pure sake of charity. So we appreciate it. That's yeah. true. That's true. Well, that's it, guys. Uh, Graham, anything else? Uh, follow me, guys, at Instagram K. Let's get those. Let's get that Instagram number up for me. You know what I mean? Twitter, Mr. Graham K. I appreciate the follow there too. But uh, listening is good enough. We really appreciate it. If you can't donate, if you if you're not on social media, 
that's that's great too just uh thanks for listening we appreciate the support and share the share the podcast with your friends guys have a great week you can do it